Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. This is Mornings with the Holy Spirit, pressing in daily to the power and presence of God. It's based off the devotional Mornings with the Holy Spirit which has been out for a number of years now and continues to be a bestseller. You can pick up your copy wherever books are sold. Listen, real quick, I'm in South Florida. Where are you? We're having powerful church every Sunday. Two different services, two different prophetic worship encounters, two different messages. I mean, we are there all day ministering to you, laying hands on you, teaching you, equipping you to walk in a supernatural breakthrough lifestyle. South Florida, donde esta? South Florida, where are you? Come here, Ben Aki, to Awakening House of Prayer. We are on fire for God. And if you're not on fire, we want to light you on fire. And if you are on fire, we want to we want to share in your fire. Amen. So come on over to Awakening House of Prayer in Fort Lauderdale. If you are not in South Florida, go watch at ahop.online, www.ahop.online. That's the first service. Our second service is School of the Spirit at Ahop which means you can only watch that service if you're a School of the Spirit student. And you can do that. You can be one at schoolofthespirit.tv. We're wrapping up our series on developing spiritual discernment. We've got a couple more weeks on that. And then we're launching Activating the Nine Gifts of the Spirit. And this is going to be an extremely dynamic course. This is not your typical, oh, let's learn about the gifts of the Spirit. Ah, you'll learn about the gifts of the Spirit, but it's where I tell you, the Lord has given me such a dynamic Dynamic comes from that word dynamite. Dynamite comes from the word dunamis. Dunamis is Holy Ghost power. There's going to be so much Holy Ghost power during the ser series. I am excited about it, gearing up for it, preparing for it. You can watch it if you're not in South Florida at schoolofthespirit.tv. Go sign up for activating the nine gifts of the Spirit. Use your code, your special gift code for me to you, mornings. Again, that is mornings. Now today's devotion, actually I'm reading from Victory Decrees, Daily Prophetic Strategies for Spiritual Warfare Victory. And today's devotion is titled, 
The enemy attack will bounce off you. Ah, I like that. The enemy attack will bounce off you. Come on now. Here's what I heard the Lord say. That which the enemy used to try to destroy you will rebound off you and land back in his dark camp. And there will be confusion, but not for you. I am bringing you out of that place of confusion and into a place of knowing and into a place of confidence that you hear my voice into a place of understanding what my will is. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, says the Lord. That needs to be your confession. Look at me and look again and again and again until the image of my goodness is so stamped on your soul that nothing the enemy does can shake you from that stance, says the Lord. Come on. Come on. The enemy attack will bounce off you. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Today's scripture references John 10, 27 and 28, Psalm 123, verse 1, and Psalm 100, verse 5. Now the prayer started today and the decree, Father, bring clarity to my mind and peace to my heart when the enemy attacks me. Cause the fiery targets to rebound off me and return to the wicked one's camp in Jesus' name. I decree no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I declare every tongue that rises up against me shall be condemned, and the curse causeless shall not land. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Father, we praise you this morning. We magnify your name. There's nobody like you. No God who makes promises like the promises that you've made us, my God. You are spectacular. We glorify your name, God. We lift up the name of Jesus, the name by which all men must be saved. There's no other name by which we can be saved. No other Savior who truly has saving power. We submit to you this morning, God, everything we have and everything we are. No matter how much or how little we think we have, it all belongs to you. And we submit it to you. We honor your name. Come on. We surrender again, oh God. We surrender our faculties to you again, oh God. We surrender our eyes to you. Help us, Lord, not to look upon any wicked thing. We surrender our ears to you, God. Help us, Lord, to tune our ear into your spirit and not other voices, not other spirits, not other sources of information that are wicked and perverted. And oh, Jesus, we surrender, God, our hands to you. Lord, you've taught our, our hands to, to, to battle and our fingers to war. God, keep teaching us how to fight the good fight of faith. Keep teaching us how to swing that sword with expert skill. Keep teaching us, God. We surrender our hands to you. We want to put our hand to what you told us to put our hands to. We want to put our hands to what you've told us to put you, our hands to. You told us in your word that everything we put our hand to will prosper. <laughs> Help us, Lord, to make sure that we're prospering in the right area. Help us, Lord, not to put our hand to something that we have no business putting our hand to. 
bringing prosperity to the enemy's kingdom by the work of idol hail jesus would you help us today we praise you we thank you we surrender our hearts to you today god afresh and anew everything we have everything we are we bring it to you we bring it to the altar god we say that if you can use us if there's anything in us that is useful to the master's work use us take our heart our mind and strength too. God, help us to love you more. Help us to model the way. Help us to preach your gospel, not just with eloquent words, but with demonstrations of power so that more people can come to know the God that we know. We praise you and we thank you, Lord, this morning for there's no other God like you. No other God mighty to save. No other God who makes great and precious promises. No other God who protects us from the enemy attack. No other God who sends supernatural beings called angels to fight on our behalf because you love us. You've not left us as orphans in this earth. You are with us. You will never leave us or forsake us. And even beyond that, you send your angels to encamp around us. We thank you, Lord, that you have set us up for success. The enemy has set us up to be upset, but but you have set us up for success. We thank you, Lord, that the enemy attack will bounce off of us. What the enemy meant for harm, you will turn for good. And I thank you, Lord. I just see that, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, listen, listen very carefully. The Lord's having me make a, a hard right turn. Listen, yesterday I was driving back from Orlando and apparently I was going a, a wee bit too fast. Listen. Apparently, I was going a wee bit too fast. I wasn't aware of how fast I was going because we had been somewhere all day and hadn't eaten all day. And it was two o'clock in the afternoon and I was starving and my my belly was driving the car. My stomach was driving the car. My hunger was driving the car. I wasn't paying attention. And all of a sudden, Prophet Vanessa says, slow down. I'm like, why? Well, apparently there was a trap, a speed trap. Somebody set a trap for me. Come on. Sometimes the enemy sets a trap for you. Listen to the spiritual parallels here. The enemy sets a trap for you sometimes. You're hungry. You're tired. Amen. Come on. Yesterday I was hungry. I was tired. I didn't sleep too much the night before. I was in a meeting all day long. Had nothing to eat. Starving to death. Tired. In a rush. In a hurry. Had to get back all the way to Miami. Long drive ahead. And there was a trap set. And this guy comes behind me with blue and red light. I'm like, oh, Jesus. And it didn't even occur to me to pray. It all happened so fast. I'm like, well. And he said, were you aware you're going such and such a speed? And I said, no, sir, I was not aware. He said, well, why weren't you aware? I said, I guess because I've been in a meeting all day long and I haven't had anything to eat. And I'm just trying to get somewhere to get something to eat. (laughs) let me see your license and your registration and your insurance card i'm like all right so he goes away for a while and i'm like well well oh well you know what are you gonna do and you know what happened listen to this this is where this pertains to you he comes back he gives me back my license and my registration and he says take it a little slower going forward have a nice day I'm just going to let you go. You know what that was called? That was called the favor and grace of God. I want you to hear this spiritual warfare principle is the favor and the grace of God. The grace of God is the favor of God. Grace of God is also the power of God. It was the favor of God 
The enemy said, listen, the enemy set a trap for me. I fell into the trap. I opened the door to the trap because I was going too fast. But God's grace was sufficient. You understand what I'm saying? Let me put this in spiritual terms for you. Some of you, you were going faster than the Lord wanted you to go. Some of you, you opened a door to the enemy. Some of you didn't see the trap that the enemy laid for you. But God's grace is sufficient. And God will rescue you out of the snare of the enemy. God will rescue you out of the pit of destruction. God will rescue you. If your heart is set toward him, his grace abounds in your life. Where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. And that is called not just the grace of God, but it's called the mercy of God. Because I was in the wrong and he showed grace anyway. And he does that with you every day more than you know. I said he does that with you every day more than you know. He, he orders your steps around traps more than you know. You're not even aware of it. He makes up for your mistakes more than you know. Where sin aground, bounds, grace, and I'm not, not giving you a license to sin. I'm saying the grace and mercy of God is much wider than you know. That doesn't give you an uh, opportunity or a reason or, or uh, an excuse to, to, to uh, abuse the grace of God. Paul said, I will not frustrate the grace of God. But it gives you a reason to rejoice in the goodness of God. It only could have been the, the favor of God. The God somehow moved on this guy's heart, this officer's heart, just to let me go. He didn't have to do it, but he did. So, Father, we thank you for your grace. Come on. If you'll get this, you'll be happier. You'll catch God blessing you. You'll be happier. I could have just run away and said, oh, he was a nice officer. I'm so grateful. No, I immediately recognized it was the grace and mercy of God. So, Father, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. You tell us to come boldly to your throne of grace, to obtain grace and find mercy to help in a time of need. You've told us in your word that your, your, your throne is a, it's a throne of grace. <laughs> That's your throne. Come on. It's a throne of grace. And we can come to you boldly anytime, even when we're in the wrong, even when we've made a mistake, even when we fell into the enemy's trap, even when we open the door to the enemy attack, we can still run to you and find grace and obtain mercy. Grace is getting what we don't deserve. Mercy is not getting what we do deserve. So, Father, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you, God, for your mercy. Come on, somebody thank him for his mercy. We thank you for your mercy. God, we, your mercy, it, it's all around us. We have no idea how much mercy that you show us. We really don't get it, God. Help us to see. Help us to realize. Help us, Lord, to embrace your mercy, not as a license to sin, but as a reality in our everyday life that we need mercy. Father, we're thankful that your mercies are new every day. I figure we must need new mercy every day. If your mercies are new every day, I figure we must need more mercy than we think we need. We ran out of mercy yesterday, so you had to give us a whole much more batch for today. <laughs> we we used up we used up all of our mercy every day. Time we go to bed, we wake up the next morning, God said, here's a new batch for you. It's like manna from heaven. 
Sufficient for the day is the trouble of today. We can only use the mercy of God. That we need for today. Tomorrow we'll have mercy of its own. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for your mercy. Help us, God, to be merciful to other people. <laughs> Help us, God, to sow that seed of mercy. Come on. Help us, Lord, to be merciful, even as you are merciful. Father, help us to stop being so judgmental towards people and to show them mercy. For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. But mercy triumphs over judgment. Help us, Lord, to sow and show mercy. Jesus, you said in your word, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Oh, God, help us get this today. Help us get this today, God. Help us get We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your grace because your grace is sufficient for the battle. We thank you for your grace because your grace is sufficient for the trial. We thank you for the, your grace because your grace, there's just nothing like it. Your favor surrounds us like a shield. Goodness and mercy follow us all the days of our lives. And we're so grateful to you, God, this morning. We're grateful. We're grateful. We're grateful. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We're going to shift a little early today. The Lord is trying to show me something about mercy that I haven't seen. I heard somebody say something recently. I can't remember where I was. They said, it's all over but the shouting. Now, I'm from the South. I'm not Southern. I'm from South Florida, so it's not like the rest of the South, but people in the South, probably other parts of the country too, say it's all over but the shouting. It's all over but the shouting. It's all over. Oh, what does that mean? What does it mean? It means it's a done deal. It means the battle's already won. It means game over. It means the plans and purposes of the enemy are about to be overturned in your life. It's all over but the shouting. It means you're about to enter into a new season of hope and joy and peace, whatever it is God has in store for you that the enemy has been trying to hold back from you. It's all over, but the shouting. I'm saying your promised land is closer than you think. The prophetic words that have been spoken over your life, some of them are about to come to pass in this next season. It's all over, but the shouting. And so the baseline is, or the end game is here, is why don't you just go ahead and shout, but I want to pray through it first. <laughs> I want to pray through it first because I want you to get this today. It's all over, but the shouting, what does that mean? <laughs> it means it's, it's a done deal. And so we have to be people who shout to God with loud songs of joy before we see the walls fall down. Amen. We have to know when to stay silent and when to shout. But in order for some of these walls to fall down, you're going to have to shout. You shout, you always shout before the walls fall down. You can shout after the walls fall down. That's cool. But there always has to be a shout before the walls fall down. We have to be a people who know when to stay silent and know when to shout. 
And this is what happened with the Israelites. And I'm not going to sit here and teach for the next 10 minutes, but I want to remind you and to go back and read Joshua 6 about the destruction of Jericho. Because the prophetic strategy they had was to march around the city once and to do that six days. But during those six days, listen to me well, during those six days, they had to be silent. There's a part of your warfare while you're waiting and fighting the good fight of faith where you just have to be still and know that he's God. Where you just have to stand still and wait for the salvation of the Lord. You have to be obedient to whatever instruction he gives you. Sometimes we delay our own entry into the promised land with the words of our mouth. That was the reality of the Israelites. They delayed their entry into the promised land because they were complaining and accusing Moses and being snarky and always upset. Take us back to Egypt, who made you the ruler of us. We don't like this. If they just shut up for long enough, they could have gotten through that wilderness a lot faster. So if you're waiting for your promised land, if you can't say something that praises God, you need to let your tongue cleave to the roof of your mouth until you can praise him. So here is these Israelites going around and around and around. And can you imagine, listen to me, can you imagine Jericho, the giants, can you imagine they were probably watching these guys walk around and around and around? They were watching these guys marching around. I mean, like, I don't know how many people, it was a lot of people marching around, marching around, marching around. They had to be making noise just from the marching. I imagine that some of those giants looked over the wall and said, I don't know what you think you're doing, but it's not going to work. This is a stupid strategy. I don't know what you think you're doing by all this marching, but we're ready for you. And if you try to penetrate our wall, we're going to take off your heads. These giants, these inhabitants of Jericho, I'm sure they were peeking over the wall saying, you're, you're foolish. What are you thinking? You don't know how to fight. You've never really fought before. Joshua, you were in that one battle, but that was a long time ago. And we're giants. You've never fought anybody. They were being taunted. They were being mocked. But they stayed silent. Listen to me. When the enemy taunts you, sometimes the best thing to do is to stay silent. When the enemy mocks you, sometimes the best thing to do is to stay silent. If you can't speak the word of God, don't say anything. And then suddenly, listen, suddenly, suddenly, <laughs> somebody say suddenly. I'm trying to get you to get this. Suddenly, suddenly. Suddenly, it was time to shout. Now, they shouted before the walls came down. As a matter of fact, the shout made the walls come down. So why not start shouting now? Because it's all over except the shouting. What if that was the missing piece in your warfare strategy? What if the only thing holding you back from your promised land, holding you back from that new job, holding you back from the spouse you're waiting to find, holding you back from the healing in your body, holding you back from the deliverance in your soul? What if, what if your shout of praise to God was the only thing in between you and the promise? In other words, what if, what if your determination to shout to God with loud songs of joy in the midst of feeling like you can't take another step? What if that was the tipping point? What if that was what caused the breakthrough? I submit to you that the shout is a strategy. 
Isaiah 12, 6 says, shout and sing for joy, O inhabitant of Zion, for the great, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Joshua 6, 20, so the people shouted and the trumpets were blown. As soon as the people heard the sound of the trumpet, the people shouted a great shout and the wall fell down flat. So the people went up to the city, every man straight before him, and they captured the city. God wants you to capture your promise. Sometimes you have to take it back from the enemy. So, Father, would you help us? Would you help us? Would you help us to know when to be quiet and when to shout? Would you help us, Lord? Give us that Holy Ghost unction to shout for joy to God of the whole earth. To shout for joy. It's a joyous shout. It's not an angry shout. God, help us. Because I discern by the Spirit of God that a lot of the people listening to the sound of my voice, you've done some shouting, but it's not the right kind of shouting. Oh, Jesus. Some of you have been shouting at the devil. You don't have to raise your voice to the devil. There's nothing wrong with fervent prayer and praying loud. You don't have to shout at the devil. Maybe you got the revelation of a shout, but it was toward the wrong source. In other words, you can shout at the devil all day and nothing might change. But when you shout for joy to God, everything changes. Your demeanor changes. It causes your faith to rise up. So, Father, help us get this revelation of the shout. Help us, Lord, to shout to you with songs of joy. Help us, Lord, to shout and sing for joy. Help us, Lord, to shout a great shout to you that brings the walls down. Help us, Lord, to understand what happens in the spirit when we shout for joy. Help us, Lord, to see that linchpin strategy. Come on. It's not for every battle, but it's for some battles. I said it's not for every battle, but it's for some battles. You got to be led by the spirit to release that shout. Amen. You got to be led by the spirit to release that shout. Joshua was told to do this. He didn't just say, well, I'm just going to march and shout. It seems like a good thing to do. No, he was led by the spirit. So father today, would you help us to be led by the spirit in every battle that we fight? Would you help us like David to ask you, shall I go up? Would you help us Lord to wait for you for the spiritual warfare battle plan? So that we can be in tune with your heart. Because we know when we hear the battle plan from your spirit that you are pledging to put grace, power, to put angels behind us, whatever it takes to see your plan come to pass. When we set our heart to follow your battle plan, not ours, but yours, no matter how strange it seems. When we set our heart to follow your battle plan, we know that you're going to lead us into triumph. We know that you're going to bring the resources that we need, the reinforcements that we require to see your will come to pass in our life. God, we don't want to sit here and wait and wait and wait for promises for 40 years that you're trying to give us today. We don't want to wander in a wilderness for 40 years like the Israelites did, just hoping and waiting and then complaining and, and, and groaning and then getting inspired again one day and then being discouraged the next day. We don't want to be double-minded people. We want to know what is your battle plan? What is your perfect timing? What is your perfect way to defeat the enemy of our soul, to go back and take what the devil stole from us, to see your promises come to pass in our life? And we know who's resisting us. So he's the resister. He's the tempter. 
He's the roaring lion seeking to devour. He's the accuser of the brethren. We know who our enemy is, but thank God we know our friend, Jesus. We know the friend who sticks closer than a brother. We know the almighty God, the, the savior of the world. We know you. Help us to discern your battle plan. And just maybe, just maybe in this season, for many people listening to the sound of my voice, it's a shout of joy. It's a shout of victory. It's a shout of celebration. Let me say this, guys. It's never wrong to go ahead and shout songs to the Lord. That might not be the strategy that takes you over the top, but it'll still encourage your soul. That might not be the strategy that causes the wall to fall down on this battle, but it's still not a wrong thing to do. You can't go wrong with shouting praises to the Lord. It'll strengthen you. It'll encourage you. So, Father, help us today to see what you see. To understand your plans and purposes in our lives so we can get into agreement with your heart. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, God is so, so good all the time. I love you guys. All the ways to sow are right there in the comment section. And I will see you later. Have a great day. Bless you. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.